you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Team Larson. Wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it on YouTube if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, check out CastBox. We now have a partnership with CastBox. It's a fantastic podcast app to use. I'm getting all sorts of friendos coming in saying, hey, Steven Larson, CastBox is great. It we is great. agree, and it's fantastic. So it is great. Check that out. Be sure to subscribe to Going In Raw on the CastBox app. We're also available. Uh, I mean, you can still listen to us wherever other podcasts are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't want to do that, if you're used to Spotify, if you're used to iHeartRadio, I think, Google Play, I think we're on. I don't know. You can check those out. We're also available on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers. Uh, give us a reward tier, Larson. $10. You, you get a postcard. Signed get, by us. Signed by us. I'm actually behind, I think, like two months of the postcards themselves. So I need to fix that. Well, we can fix that, Steve. Yeah, this Yeah. Tomorrow I'll come in and I'm start doing some postcards. Uh, Do you have the postcards here? On the premises? No. Oh. No. Oh. All the all the stuff that needs to be shipped is at home. Ah. Oh. Uh, and I'm going to get on the February, uh, I'm sorry, March uh, care packages very, very shortly, probably tomorrow as well. It's just the office move and WrestleMania took a lot of our time. Yes. Uh, and then we're also on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw where you can now get Kevin Steen shirts. Yeah, that's cool. You can't get them at Going In Raw's Pro Wrestling no, T-Shop. No, but you can get them at Kevin Steen's Pro Wrestling T-Shop. I guess it's a limited time thing for Kevin Steen, but not limited time for us. Our shirts are available always. They need to go the extra mile and have those guys wrestle in PWG. I know, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Evolve, exactly. WWN. Yeah. All of that. Yeah, exactly. So that'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's where we are. We got some great designs over there at Pro Wrestling Tees. This yes. is the Pro Wrestling Grill. It's, speaking of Pro Wrestling Grill, I don't think you, I don't think they have a Pro Wrestling Tee Shop. They just do them all off their own website. I have a Ricochet shirt. <coughs> Celebrating his win, wins at the Battle of Los Angeles Tournaments 2014, he, 2017. He probably still has his shirts up on Pro Wrestling I Tees. I think so. Until you get your own WWE shirt, I think. That's what I heard, but, you know, uh, Johnny Gargano got his own WWE. And Pete Dunne did, too. And they still have their respective shops. Yeah, I don't know what the So maybe they're, they're, they're softening on their stance of having exclusive rights to people's merchandise. I think it's just, you know, what unknown, I heard, unknown I heard, contract he, stuff that he, we don't know about. You know what I heard about uh, El Generico when he reopened his shop? I'm guessing the same might hold true for uh, Kevin Owens mm-hmm. is that uh, Sami Zayn, while he was fired, um, was being held off the road, and so he wasn't making any money. So they said to him, you can go, or they arranged something where they said you can go reopen your personal tea shop and sell merch there while you're off the road. 
Oh, that's it because he's only making his guaranteed downside. He's not making the additional money from actually being on the road. Yeah. That's interesting. So that might be the same case with uh, Kevin Owens. Probably, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Well, good. That's that's good. <laughs> I mean, if you're fired storyline, shouldn't they give you like your downside guarantee plus just a little something extra? A little something extra. Not, hey, go start a merch store. Yeah, go reopen your merch store. I know. That's kind of funny, though. Anyways, uh, so we're here to talk about uh, another fantastic 205 Live. And what did you call this off camera, the, this episode of NXT? The biggest waste of time oh, yeah. they've ever presented us. Yeah, kind of the biggest waste of uh, of uh, NXT episode. Yeah, it really was. Anyways, 205 Live kicked off with Percy Watson being introduced. Showtime Percy Watson. I like him on NXT. Yeah. He's not the worst, but he's not the best. He's enthusiastic. And granted, this is just one episode. and, and Two and, weeks. No, I mean Percy. This is his first episode. Oh, this is his first episode. Yeah, and I think he's I think he's going to be a permanent fixture. It's going to be another two weeks before Nigel's back. Oh, Nigel is coming back. Yeah, he said oh. Nigel's gone for a couple of weeks. Oh, I didn't catch that. But then I also think he said uh, uh, Percy's going to be a permanent fixture. Oh, that's cool. Okay, live. that's fine. Totally so fine. I think they're going to a three-man team. All right, that's cool. Um, I was just going to say I... I I really appreciate what Nigel does on commentary, especially on 205 Live. Yeah, I he's know. fantastic. Because he's, it's about wrestling, and he brings such a great perspective but on he, wrestling. He, he not only calls the action, he enhances the stories being he told yeah, in really the does. ring yeah. and really highlights details and aspects that might not be obvious to people. Right. And I think taking him off 205 Live especially, where the stories are almost all self-contained in the ring, uh, would be a bit of a bummer. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no. But going to a three-man team's great. I think that's a great idea. I like Percy. Um, he he adds something different um, than either uh, Vic Joseph or Nigel. And I think together, I'm hopeful that it'll be a, a quality uh, three-man commentary team. Yeah, no, I agree. I like that Percy's moving up. I like it. Um, let's see here. Next up, we are first to kick off the show. We had uh, Kalisto. Versus Akira Tozawa. Oh, wait a second. Didn't they kick off with a Drake Maverick promo or no? No. When did he come in? Oh, that was oh that was later on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When he was hyping up the, the Mania match. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kalisto versus Akira Tozawa. It kicked off with actually a Lucha House Party iPhone promo. Yeah, this they is were, cool. They were backstage in New Orleans, so they had beads and stuff. They were walking down the hallways, and uh, Lindsay and uh, Grand Metalik were behind Kalisto, who was holding the phone, and they were giving... You know, fist bumps to all the, you know, friendos who were just hanging out. Yeah. All the interns and whatnot. Yeah. And Kalisto was talking about, you know, the the, the fun that happens in a Lucha House Party. I yeah. Guess. I think uh, Lindsay had a shirt that said Lucha House Party. And it Ooh. was, I think, styled after the movie House Party. Oh, that's neat. I believe featuring Kid and Play. Yeah. It did feature Kid and Play. Yeah. There's no I believe about it. It definitely featured. Okay. So in make fact, sure. all three. My memory is pretty lousy these days. I'm sorry. I'll put it this way. The first three house parties featured Kid and Play. I believe there was a fourth one. How can you have a house party movie without Kid and Play in it? I th- well, man, wasn't. Okay. So I don't know. I, I think in one of them. I don't know. I'm not going to speak on it. I have like a whole bunch of jumbled sort of notions of what the house play movies entailed. House, house party. House party movies and I think I confused the first two. One of them, I think, had like one of the dude, the dude with the high hair. Yeah. As like a dad, maybe. Who did uh, the jump? Was that them who did the jump? No, no that, was that was Chris, Chris Cross. Cross. What happened to those guys? I don't know. What did Kid and Play do? 
besides the House Party movies. They had some songs. They had some songs. I forget what they were. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember more uh, House Party than their actual musical oeuvre. Did you even see the first House Party? Yeah. Oh, did you? Was so I sol- said I get the first two confused. Was all it the time. a solid? Did you see the second one? Yeah. Why would you have seen the second? Wasn't the second one well into like your grunge phase? Yeah, maybe. Doesn't mean I I, I ignored <laughs> other musical genres, man. It, but that was a movie. I understand. House Party 2, you actually went to the theaters and saw No, I didn't go to the theaters and see it. I watched it on TV. Like with high anticipation in advance? It was on and I watched it. Oh, okay. How was the house party in the second one? Like I said, I get one and two confused. Because they're both house parties. They both take place in houses. Yeah. The second one didn't feature like any additional plot elements. Man, this is 20 years ago. 25 years ago. You remember all this? You never saw the third one though? No. Interesting. You dropped out at some point of the house party party anyways uh what now oh yeah and then we got another tozawa uh atami uh yeah tozawa did the talking and said after he defeats every member of lucha house party they're gonna be fired big smile i love i love the ways he's got the coolest like the silliest funniest voice it makes me laugh because he's so i don't know he's like a little he's like a cartoon it's like a cartoon character makes me laugh (laughs) anyways uh, um match was awesome yeah they're fantastic uh match between uh, members of these two respective teams. It was a real uh, point-counterpoint type match mm-hmm. where each guy was trying to one-up the other and it, it, everything ended up in stalemate, essentially. Pretty much. Yeah. And then the at end. this point, at this point, these two uh, competitors are very familiar with themselves, so there was some decent reversals and such. Um, at one point, uh, oh, this was great. Uh, Tazawa gets the upper hand at one point, and he does his patented suicide dive to the outside, sending Kalisto like, towards the announce table, and follows that up once Kalisto gets up. With a somersault senton yeah. off the apron onto yeah. him. That was great. That was cool. Um, but talking back about the, them knowing each other's uh, arsenal of moves, uh, Tazawa goes up the top rope, gets ready for the top rope senton. Kalisto gets his knees up. Yeah, man. That looked like it hurt, In too. In the end, Kalisto wins with a Salida del Sol. And next week it was announced that there's a tornado tag match between uh, Lince Dorado, Grand Metalik, taking on Akira Tazawa. And Hideo Watami, and they're talking. They're starting to really emphasize that this battle is to see who is the better team. Mm-hmm, yeah. We also saw the formation potentially of another tag team last night. Yeah. Later on, when uh, Drake Maverick was backstage and uh, Brian Kendrick returned, uh, rejoined Jack Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like they might be involved in this uh, burgeoning tag team division here on Two Hundred Five. Yeah, it Live. looks like that's what they're going to go with. Um, that's cool. That's interesting. That's fun. Looking forward to seeing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Moving on. How come that seemed about as sincere as Nakamura's interview the other day? <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> I don't know. Because he say Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick, and I'm like... The last time we saw Jack Gallagher, he's been on a tremendous match against Mustafa Ali. That match was great. Yeah, it was great. I Okay, so here's the thing. We've been in the new phase of 205 Live enough for me to uh, rethink Kalisto, Lince Dorado, Grand Metal League in their new roles, and they're fantastic. They're yeah. really good. Yeah. Same goes for uh, Adeo Atami and Akira Tozawa, mm-hmm. right? But, like, the guys who are coming, like, when Noam Dar comes in, I'm interested to see what you're going to have to get. That's so annoying. It keeps on going to dark screen. Um yeah, this computer is a prop for today. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have to... I, I'm interested with Noam Dar to see 
what angle they take with him in this new 205 Live era. Because obviously they're not going to be doing the kind of stuff they were doing with like Alicia. No, Fox but before. I hope they what they focus on with him is the fact that he's a really good uh, submission wrestler. You know, it'd be cool is if they put him with Gallo. I want I want to start. Let's see some three man factions, some three man teams. The same yeah. as we got Lucha House Party. Bring in another dude for. Are there any other Japanese uh, 205 Live guys that could go with uh, Atami? And if they're going to go with the cultural thing, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, Kendrick's not like a British guy, and Jack Gallagher is. But, like, if they bring Noam Dar in with Jack Gallagher, they're kind of from the same area. You know what they should do is generally is, speaking, pair up uh, within a couple thousand miles of each they other. They should pair up uh, Drew Gulak and Noam Dar Drew as, Gulak. A, as a team of submission experts. Oh, see, that would be cool. No, that would be fun, too. That'd be neat. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just still have I still have bad memories of Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick oh, it was and Jack bad, Gallagher in, in clown makeup. Yeah, it was real bad. So that's still my visceral response. Once I see them in the ring, and Drake Maverick was talking to them saying, I want to make sure this is that's in the past and this is going forward mm-hmm. in Brian Kendrick in the Brian Kendrick way, which who knows if he's being sincere or not, um, said, uh, you know, yeah, wink and a nudge. Uh, was like, yeah, no, it's all good. All that's in yeah. the past. And Kendrick good. has put on some great matches in the Cruiserweight Classic. So. Yeah, no, he no, he totally does. I love Brian Kendrick. And apparently he went a long way towards training Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. leading up to her match. So um, that's all good stuff. Yes. Uh, next up, we had Mark Andrews. Uh, he was backstage. And Tony Nese approaches him and says, hey, hey, man, Drew Gulak used to be my friend. You should go out there and beat him up because well, first, he's kind of a big jerk now. Well, first he says, I want vengeance against Drew Gulak. Yeah. But you go out there and kick his butt. Yeah, exactly. You you soften him up for me, and then I'll, I'm going to beat him up. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, Mark Andrews says, right, righty-o. Uh, and then we had Drew Gulak versus Mark Andrews. I was very much looking forward to this match. It was a fantastic match. There it was, was really, great. really cool stuff going on. Drew Gulak had a sweet new robe. Yeah. Oh my God! No, he didn't. That thing was. I'm so glad you mentioned it. It looked like a lady's lingerie robe. Oh, it was great. It man. looked so bad. It, it was looked, purple satin. It was purple satin, and it was like low, but it was like coming high up, dude. I swear to God, it was like a woman's lingerie it robe. Great. It was like a bathrobe for like you know a sexy bathrobe. It was terrible. It wasn't great, dude. Stop saying it was great. I immediately could not take him seriously. It was great. It was so bad. So he says. He was I'm like here. getting out of the bathtub. What better hey. time than now for hey, cowboy. a new PowerPoint presentation? And he says, but not now. He says, he was, anytime but now. He was focused on the task at hand, making Mark Andrews tap out. Exactly. And then we got Mark Andrews' crappy theme song and him waving his hand. Oh, I hate that so much. It's, it's fine, man. It, no, man. It burns me up inside. Oh, gosh. I just want to punch him. I really do. You need to. I never liked those stupid airplanes on. I'm anti-Mark Andrews now, I've decided. God, he's so good in the ring, though. He's pretty good. It's really difficult to be anti-Mark Andrews. Yeah. He's great, but I hate when he comes out and waves his hand. He's trying to get the crowd into the oh, show. It's the worst. No, it's not the worst. It's What's the worst, worst, that or Drew Gulak's new robe? <laughs> At least Drew Gulak's robe makes me laugh really hard. I was belly laughing when I saw that thing. I said, is this his new gimmick? Sexy lingerie model. <laughs> Bath time lingerie woman. <laughs> oh, man. That killed me. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. Soccer mom on date night. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. That was great. Anyways. 
This was a fantastic match. It, it was, was really good. Drew Gulak has got this amazing like mean streak now, and he's just trying to ground Mark Andrews. There was a lot of him. I look, dude. I could see him put people in dragon sleepers all day oh, long. Man, the torque he puts on that, and especially Mark Andrews, Ow. who seemingly can like you know touch his butt with his head because he's so bendy. Mm-hmm. He's like it's a minute. It's so fantastic. Well, it's not. He doesn't call it the dragon sleeper. They call it the Gulak. The Gu- that's a terrible name. That's an awful name. Call it the dragon sleeper. It's a great name. Yeah, it is. It is a great name. Anyways, I think what that's, I think that's what uh, Gulak calls it. Um, you pretty much touched on it. It was Gulak, Gulak, <laughs> Gulak. Um, trying to ground Mark Andrews and, and put him in a variety of submission holds, all leading to the Dragon Sleeper. Yes. And it was Andrews trying to create space, use his uh, aerial moves to uh, gain an advantage. And there yeah. was a lot of back and forth. There was a great spot around the apron, and, and Gulak shoves Mark Andrews to the ring post. Yeah. Um, Soften him up a bit for the Gulak, which yeah. eventually happens. Mark Andrews taps out after the bell rings. I uh, always, dude, I'm sorry not to interrupt. Oh, it always stands out to me whenever he hits that stunner, like out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, It's yeah, always yeah. so much fun to oh, see. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's always a great reversal. Um, after the bell, Gulak puts Andrews into the Gulak again. Yeah. Um, Tony Nice runs out to make the save. Gulak. Gosh, that's tough. Gulak. Gulak. Yeah. Gulak and the Gulak. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't say it. It's All a dragon right, sleeper, man. Gulak uh, kind of escapes to the outside. Tony Nice does like a corkscrew type deal on top. Yeah, that was great. Um, he was fired up. Yeah, he was. So we have face Tony Nice now. Yeah, no, it was awesome, man. And then his awesome music kicked in. Yeah, his music's good. His music is fantastic. I don't mind. I don't mind Mark Andrews' music. It's so bad. It's not bad. This is not your style. You're right. In that, it's, it's bad style. It's not bad. Style. I like good style music. He's trying to be. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's trying to write an anthem. That's what it is. Oh, I know. I hate when people do that. I used to like Kings of every, Leo. Every song on OK Computer is an anthem. It's fitter, happier is a. Is it Everything else is like that was the, the the point of like that was their phase of songwriting where they were trying to do music like that at the time, man. I don't really think any of that. Maybe the tourist is it, but everything else pretty yeah, much. Yeah, there's a lot. Lucky's not really an anthem. It's got a crescendo and stuff. Yeah. Think by the end of which, yeah, it is. Yeah. They're all rock anthems on there, man. Well, I mean, that's a very broad thing. All U2 does these days is rock anthems. That's all they've ever done for the most part, barring that little experimental period they had. Yeah. So but yeah. That's a very broad thing. Yeah, no, I There's understand. a lot of crap within the rock anthem. I'm not saying because anthem. you try to write a rock anthem, it makes it a good song. Thank you, and Mark Andrews is a crap one. It's not a crap one. It's just, it is what it is. Are you going to listen to it when you go to the gym? No. Why not? You're defending it so hardcore. I feel like you should. No, I'm, I'm not saying it. it's, it's something like I'm going to loop. pop into my CD player. Yeah. I have to go to the gym, my, my disc man. Oh, please tell me you take a disc man. No, I take my phone. You can never take a disc man to the freaking gym, it's man. too much to wheel to carry around. You would need, uh, like, the, the, the people at the gym back then, they had those, like, lockdown ones. Yeah, yeah. They were, like, extra that expensive. you put on your belt loop. Right, exactly. But, no, I mean, that's just not my style of music. I don't listen to, to kind of, like, that pop punk stuff anyways or power pop stuff i don't listen to that oh, it's music, terrible i know period. i agree i'm not gonna say it's terrible it's just not my thing yeah it's awful uh next oh we talked about this already drake maverick was backstage talking to brian kedrick and jack gallagher they're a team again yeah they are um to close the show uh drake maverick came out to the ring um really put over the mania cruiserweight title match i like his mouth he, when he talks it opens one side bigger than the other side he's very passionate he's my favorite gm I wonder if Paige is going to be a, a, a competent GM because they've had this thing where, like, the GMs have been, like, Kurt Angle's a terrible. So far, Drake Maverick. Well, no, Regal. Ma- no, Drake Maverick's the most <coughs> competent GM in all WWE. 
Regal is the most vindictive. Yeah, he seems to get exasperated fairly <laughs> he easily. He gets angry so easily. Yeah. Which is great for drama. Yeah. I'm not saying any of them make for bad TV. It's just funny when you watch Kurt Angle and how bad of a boss he actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel wonder, Bryan was okay. Daniel Bryan was decent. He just had to deal with Shane. And it, yeah, um, like when they did their passive aggressive thing. Yeah. But before all that, he was good. Uh, Drake Maverick is like the best one so far. I'm anxious to see if Paige storyline is going to be a good GM. Chongo texted me the other day. said, do the GMs on WWE, do they actually have sway or is it all storyline? I'm like, dude, how long have you been watching wrestling for? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Anyways, Drake really put over uh, the match. He introduced Cedric Alexander. Yes. Came down to the ring looking like a million bucks. His shirt was the same color as the strap on the title. And his pants were the same color as the the, the plates. He has has learned from Okada. It's best to try to look like the title you're carrying. So, again, Cedric, he's looking like that title. Looks Mm -hmm. good on him. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, Mm -hmm. uh, he was cutting a little promo. And then Mustafa Ali comes down. And uh, says, he you says, didn't just deserve it. You earned it. You earned it. They gave a nice hug. And you can tell that Mustafa Ali said something that was either charming or funny or what. But he made Cedric Alexander laugh. Uh, one thing we didn't mention during our, our Mania review was at the end of this match, after Cedric pinned Mustafa, he went right like to his ear. Cradled his head. Kind and of, and yeah. they had a moment. They obviously exchanged something. Maybe yeah. talking about the struggles of the show and, and finally having that moment at Mania, how much it probably meant to both of them. I'm pretty sure. Sh- no, afterwards, Cedric actually said what he Oh. Yeah. He said, let's go to Denny's now and get all you can eat pink. Plus two more pink. All right. I really want to do that with a straight face. Nice try. Sorry. Anyways, um, no, you're probably right. It's probably But he terrible. said, you know, now that you're champion, there's a long line of people back there in the locker room who want to shot that belt. And he says... I'm in that line. I'm in that line, man. And Cedric's like, no problem, cool. He's like, we're going to do it again. And then Buddy Murphy comes out of nowhere. Well, from... No, his music hits. And so they both get distracted by his ridiculous, like, digital vomit uh, titantron. Yeah, with dubstep. (laughs) With dubstep music. And so he comes in through the crowd, (laughs) hits his finisher on Cedric, leaves the ring. That was great. And it it was cool because, like, so his finisher looks the best when it's like in fluid motion with somebody else. Yeah. But like he basically just strong armed Cedric Alexander in his finishing move. So it looks more brutal that way. When yeah, just... that's how that's how he ended his match against Kalisto. Yeah, I know. I know. It was great. Like I like I like when he does that. It looks prettier when somebody is like running into it. But when you oh, just yeah. grab somebody and, and do that to and them. And more or less deadlift them up on your Yeah, shoulders. right. It's pretty brutal. It so is. It was good. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah. And then Drake Maverick is beside himself. He's yeah. yelling. He says, you're going to suffer some consequences because yeah. of this buddy Murphy. So obviously buddy Murphy's going after Cedric Alexander, uh, with the idea that Cedric Alexander is probably going to tell Drake Maverick, don't punish him. If he wants a piece of me, I'm a fighting champion. Mm-hmm. So buddy mm-hmm. Murphy, and that's going to be, man, I can't wait for that. That's oh, going to be, be fantastic. fantastic. It's going to be really good. Yeah. This damn phone, my phone keeps on slipping. See, awesome. yours keeps on going out. Mine just keeps on slip. It slides down. Like these laptops are basically props for us today. Well, that's not true. You're recording the show I'm on recording there. Recording the show. On but we don't have any internet in here right now. So let's do this. There we go. Uh, next, NXT, a uh, pretty light episode of NXT. There's two matches. <laughs> yeah. And then a bunch of interviews and a bunch of recaps. Um, and this seemed even more recap heavy than usual for a post-takeover episode. 
because sometimes on these post takeover episodes, they man, usually dude. have three matches, and this one just okay, felt like all right. You have a match to start the show, a match to end the show, and then just all interviews that were already all on WWE.com, and then a bunch of recaps of the matches that happened at Takeover. Yeah, but there's some stuff to talk about. Yeah, there's a bit. Uh, a show kicked bit. off with uh, Kyrie Sane taking not on Lacey Evans. Boy, you're right. There's not a lot to talk about here. I mean, pretty much the most important thing to talk about is what happened at the very end. Yeah, and that's kind of a bummer to me too. Uh, so yeah, Kyrie Sane took on Lacey Evans, the time traveler Lacey Evans. Uh, a decent match. Lacey Evans is a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Sane is a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. She is so she is so flipping good. Like mm-hmm. she is. <clears throat> I don't know what their plans for her are. Do we ever see Kyrie versus Ember Moon? I don't think so. That would have been spectacular. Yeah, that would have been really good. I don't know if we ever got to see that. I don't think we did. Uh, because they weren't going to have Kyrie Sane lose to Ember Moon. Oh, and they're both, you know, they're both faces too. Yeah. Um, no, she's fantastic. I can't wait till she goes to main roster. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. she's ready yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, no, this is a decent match though. Um, Lacey Evans was uh, kind of overpowering Kyrie Sane for a lot of this. Kyrie oh, yeah. Sane got the upper hand with her strikes and then went up for the insane elbow. Hit it, got the win. Yeah, so she wins. Not a big surprise. And then we had a, a, what was supposed to be an Undisputed Era interview. So uh, the interviewer asked, you know, why about Roderick Strong joining Undisputed Era? Right as Adam Cole was about to answer, Roderick Strong put his hand over the mic, whispered something in Adam Cole's ear. Adam Cole did this. Yeah. And they walked. Did you hear what? Later on, he explained. Denny's, right? Denny's like all you can eat plus two, plus two for two dollars. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I would have a big smile on my face too if you whispered that to me, man. You know, I'd actually be happy if you mentioned something about like the 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 French toast slam. Oh man! Well, look, here's the thing: or Denny, the biscuits and gravy that are that's on the value menu. My thing is this: as soon as you as I hear the word Denny's, then I'm gonna have a smile on my face because really? the sky's the limit there for breakfast items, anyways. All right. Do you ever get, have you ever gone to Denny's and got like an, yeah, you got like the chicken, you get like the chicken strips sometimes, mm-hmm. which those are the same wherever you go. Yeah. Have you ever had chicken strips that were like, holy crap, have you tried these chicken strips? No, that's not a transcendent food item. <laughs> they're always the exact, it doesn't matter. Well, they're either, either, either pretty decent or if they're like fried incorrectly, they're horrible. <laughs> Like yeah, the breading's they, all soft. They can be really like bad. Yeah, they can be you really don't bad. Think you never have transcendent uh, chicken tenders. Nobody's ever been like, oh, I mean, you get them because they're like, because they're basic. They're, they're, they're healthier than like a cheeseburger hot dog. Uh, yeah, I guess so. They're still deep fried, so they're not that good. For right. Them. Yeah. Um, next, uh, author's pain interview where they were uh, being interviewed by Mike Rome. So this is kind of a thing because we were talking up their their ditching of Paul Ellering, mm-hmm. and I had seen this like the day before. And I was going to talk about it on the podcast, and I, and I plum forgot. But, um, yeah, so they're backstage with Mike Rome after their Raw debut, and he says, you know, tell us about your Raw debut, and they're all very intimidating. No, and he says, he says the thing that everybody that is on everybody's mind is you seem to left your, leave your mentor, Paul Ellering, there at the ring, and you guys left, left him. And he sort of shuffles into frame and says, what are you guys thinking I came up with the plan to win the Dusty Tag Team Classic. I'm the guy who's taking you to your new heights or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they said, it's not about you, Paul. It's about us. Your chapter has been written. Your chapter has been written. They walk on. So I would have preferred not that. Yeah. I would have preferred it just left be left alone. Yeah. Well, it would have been okay if they had just left that on WWE.com or their YouTube as an optional viewing experience. Even, yeah, I know, but even that is kind of canon. 
And I liked I like what oh, we saw I know, in Raw. But I wouldn't have seen. I wouldn't usually. I don't watch the stuff on WWE.com. Oh yeah, YouTube, yeah. I don't, I don't. I just watch yeah. the televised products. So if they had not included that in NXT, I would have been none the wiser and assume that was just how it ended yeah. on Raw. I would have preferred if they were going to do that. I would have preferred. Like, if they had to talk to others pain, whatever, I would have preferred a separate Paul Ellering video, maybe if he's getting in a car or something, mm-hmm. and say, Paul, you know, what's that? And he said, I don't know, they don't need me anymore, some crap yeah. like that. So I don't apparently, know. My, my chapter has been written with the author's opinion. Yeah, because it, it seems more, it just seemed more like, I don't know, they were kind of dicks to him. I know. And I kind of liked, on Raw, it didn't really feel like that. It just felt like two monsters going along the way, like, we don't need you anymore, Dad. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, but whatever. Um, we also got a Shayna Baszler interview. Oh, I love this. this I love this. I thought this was fantastic. Her kind of eye roll at the end of it was great. Yeah, I know. No, I loved it because she said, you know, now that I'm here, the women's division, she said, there's going to be changes. There's going to be changes that are going to be made. The women's division is no longer going to be about you coming into work and getting complimented on your hair or your makeup or your dress. It's now going to be about who the best wrestler is and she put a heavy emphasis on the word wrestler mm-hmm. and I really really loved that yeah. I really appreciated yeah. that um, but uh, yeah after the interview concluded she kind of did this you know yeah. she kind of like a, a, a little modest eye roll be like alright I got that over with yeah oh it my god great. I think she is so fantastic mm-hmm. I, I can't get enough of her she's amazing uh, last interview with Ember Moon following her debut on Raw this yeah. seemed very genuine no it did and like you know this is a clean slate for her mm-hmm. and I hope they roll with that you know, because she is, she is just who she is. Yeah. And I just, when, so that interview where they said, hey, you know, what do you think about your debut? And she, or do you, are you sad that you didn't get your, you know, uh, to your oh, vengeance yeah, yeah, yeah. on Shayna Baszler? She says, no, get the, the rest of the women's division there, they'll, they'll handle that. They'll strong, they're, they are strong and they'll be able to hold their own against her. Um, and I like that. And then her and Nia Jax were, you know, going to go party or whatever. And I, I like that. I thought it was good. Nia Jax looked legitimately happy for Ember Moon. Yeah. And Ember Moon came off as very sincere. She came off as very sincere. And I, I would like her to maintain that even when she's in a feud with somebody and she's supposed to be like, you know, uh, angry with them or, yeah. or show some intensity. Yeah. I feel like she starts to stray into acting territory. No, I understand. I, I, as opposed I get to that. channeling, like, something more that. method. I think, I think, I think especially the last uh, sit-down interview she did, it was, there was no ebb and flow to the intensity. It was yeah. constant. And it seemed like if there was some uh, variance in the degree of intensity, it would have seemed more believable. If she, yeah, if she just dialed it down, like, here's the thing. She seems like she comes off in her normal interviews, like the thing that we saw. As a very sweet person, you know, she could just fire up the intensity in the ring. That's great, right? When she's confronted, when she has a question about, you know, uh, a nemesis of hers, right? It would be much more effective if the smile, because she has a great big smile, and it's, it, it's so, it's very charming. If that smile leaves her face, that's kind of yeah. enough. Well, yeah, it means, it means a lot. It means a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to see her snarling and moving her head like this and stuff. That's too much. It's enough when the happiness that you convey on your face is just gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's just my take on things. Uh, after that, we got a Heavy Machinery versus Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss match. Um Boy, I, I do not care about heavy machinery at all. They're, they're still so cheesy to me. Can't get over that. Anyways. Uh, this is an all right match, but really the highlight of it was both teams were down. Out comes War Machine, now called War Raiders. There was one spot with Riddick Moss. 
That looks so cartoonish that he took like a nasty bump, but it looked cartoon. I don't know. He was something in the corner. I forget what it oh, was. yeah. He was tossed into the corner. Yeah. yeah. And he kind of flopped himself in the corner with his back. Yeah. I think I know and it looks so about. cartoonish, but it made me laugh. Anyways. <laughs> so War Machine the hits the ring. They beat everybody up. He had a fallout on Tino. Yeah. Sabatelli. Yeah. Uh, making an impact in the tag division. Yeah. The thing that bugged me about it, the only thing that bugged me about this was, uh, I don't mean to be, it was bugged me, it was bugged me. But Morrow referred to them as the War Raiders before their little signage came yeah, up yeah, on the I video. Yeah, I know, I know. I think that's supposed to be a reveal. Yeah, that was supposed to be a reveal. You should have said Hanson and Rowe were here. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, but it was cool. It was fun to see them. The crowd popped big time for them. They started chanting War Machine pretty heavily. Look, man, War Machine is obviously a much cooler name than War Raiders. But I guarantee you in three months, you are not going to miss a beat in calling them the War Raiders. Nobody will. That's just how these things go. I hated the name Alistair Black. Now, I love the name Alistair Black. I think it's pretty fantastic. <clears throat> I'm not huge on War Raiders. It's going to take me a while to get used to that one. I, well, three months, you'll be totally fine. Uh, you're going to answer some questions. Yeah, sounds good. All oh, right. Are you want to go to Sam Sacramento Comic Con with me on April 15th? That's soon. What is today? The 12th. Yeah. Boy, i got to file my taxes. Same here. I'm all done with... Oh, you haven't actually filed Well, it's, I, I did my federal. i got to do my state. Oh, okay. I just have to... I literally just have to hit the file button. Oh, yeah, I did that. Everything else is done. I just wanted to take a day. Uh, um, fat Bastard Champ Alex Foster. What main, main roster star should be sent to NXT 205 Live during the shakeup? Since when have you become the king of thumbnails? I just start... I'm, just, I'm getting this a little better at Photoshop, man. So on the Patreon, we've because we don't do pre-show and post-shows anymore, or we can't while we while we don't have internet here in the office, um, we're doing these letters from Sweet F because that's where we're at. We're in Sweet F, uh, and like this thumb is absolutely amazing. It's it's Larson's head. Yeah, you really enjoyed that one. You put yeah, it on I Twitter. Do. It's fantastic. It's like I know I'm gonna do for uh, today's episode too. Oh, I need a I need a picture from you to yeah, complete yeah, it. Liam Wagner asked us to make the thumbnail a shirt. That's fantastic. Anyways. Fat Bastard Champ Alex Foster, what main roster star should be sent to NXT 205 Live during the shakeup? Owens and Zane should show up on NXT. Yeah, I know. That'd be great. I said, I, told, I think I told you this. How great would it be if they went to NXT, Regal gave them the same yeah. uh, conditions as Angle did. You guys, uh, there's, one, there's one spot here. You can fight for it. Double they count go out. on, but they they yeah they have a d double count out, but they have like just a killer match mm -hmm. because NXT you just your matches are better there. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, it'd be cool if like Leo Rush went to two hundred five live. <coughs> yeah, get in the shakeup. But like, is anybody else in the main roster? Do you think could be sent to two hundred five live? Maybe like maybe Sin Cara. Oh God, I wouldn't want that because you'd have to put him with Lucha House Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you could uh, technically put Tyler Breeze there. Oh, that's true. But then you'd break up Breezango. Yeah, I don't want to do that. No. Um, I mean, that could be a funny bit if Fandango was doing the thing that we wanted Buddy Murphy to do, just act like he's you know a light a lightweight. Or oh a yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Make it a comedy angle. Because how 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 heavy do you think Fandango is? Like two twenty. Oh, 235 maybe 230 oh wow okay. yeah, maybe he's tall yeah he's a tall dude uh nxt though i don't know man i don't like the idea of people i mean besides owens and zane because the storyline it makes sense and i actually would kind of like to see them but hey i think it'd be kind of cool um second city champ ao worm how long will cedric keep the title and who will take it off him 
I think they're going to give him a good run. I think they're going to probably give him a long run, and they'll probably circle back around Mustafa Ali at some point. I don't know if they're going to do a heel-takes-it-off-him thing. Yeah, with the show so focused on competition. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he'll have, like, a couple months with Buddy Murphy. They'll put on some spectacular matches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, I don't know, maybe Mustafa Ali will have to get past Buddy Murphy in order to get to Cedric. I don't know. But I want to see those guys go back at it again. They teased it last night, which is the only reason why I think it's probably likely. Yeah. Um, Unretired Dwayne Nix. In both of your guys' personal opinions, how awesome would it be if Undisputed Era won all of the belts at one point during the NXT run, they should. It, they would be living up to their name. I think yes. they should do that. Yes, they. I think they'd almost have to do that. Yeah. Dylan the Villain Scribner, Power Rank, other things NXT could do with these boring recap episodes. Thanks, friendos. And Nicholas Grosskirth has correct answer. Show some of the Access Tournament stuff. Yeah, they, yeah, there's a couple things they could do. So they could show some of the Access stuff. They Why not like tape one of the Florida house shows? Like... Get us a preview of some of the developmental talents out there. Yeah, the matches are, probably aren't going to be as great as they would be if they, these people had another six months under their belt, but you never know. Like, I want a preview of what we're going to see in a couple months. There's a couple people that, you know, that are out there on the house show circuit that I barely have any knowledge of. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a preview oh, yeah. of what's yeah. to come. Yeah, agreed. But the access stuff, too, absolutely. Yeah, I was actually really surprised when they did the Undisputed Era interview or the recap of all that, I'm surprised they didn't show any footage from the next day at Access when they, know. Roderick Strong was the guy to defend. I know. Uh, Dustin Weiss, who should be the first challenger to Aleister Black's title? Uh, so I don't know any... I didn't... Did you look at any of the spoilers from yesterday? I think I did. Oh, no, I did, yeah. I'm not going to comment on it because it might have been the answer that I was going to give anyways. Okay. Um, Hunter Haas Helmsley. Hey, friend, those power rank the top 10 NXT WWE stars you think are flat earthers. Well, AJ is. We know that. <laughs> At least. That's what Daniel Bryan was joking about. I know. We got a lot. Of, I think that's the thing. There's a lot. Of, I'm not a flat earther. I just think there's a lot of questions. <laughs> that was great. Uh, who else? I would love to see Lars Sullivan make the case that the earth is flat. Yeah. Because he, like, he's supposed to be like super intelligent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super eloquent. Yeah. Well-spoken. That'd be good. Um, TJ Perkins, to me, seems like he might be a flat earther. I don't know why. You know why? Because he reminds me of Flip Gordon. I think Flip Gordon's a flat earther. What about Bray Wyatt? <laughs> it seems like it'd be easier to eat the world if it was flat. Yeah, yeah, there you, you go. Just eat like a Man, pizza. I love pancakes. I know. Um, Alto Voltaje. If Johnny Gargano heads to the main roster, where would you like to see him land, and who would like who would you like to see his be his first feud, and which championship do you want to see when I can't read see him to win first? What was a run on sentence there? Uh, Going to SmackDown, SmackDown Live, and Daniel Bryan, Daniel first Bryan, feud, AJ Styles. It was all it's all good. There. Win the U.S. title. It's all good there. Uh, Mike Demopoulos just got to see the Mick Foley 20 Years of Hell show last night. And if it comes to your town, I highly recommend. Mm. Very funny, awesome, behind-the-scenes um, stuff from all his big moments in his career. And it was even crowd interactive. Not a question, just a comment. We'll check it out if it comes to town. Yeah. Alex Knight, do you guys think any cruiserweights will be drafted to the main roster next week in the shakeup? So there's no evidence to suggest that cruiserweights can be sent up to main roster. And besides Cedric, I'm not really sure. I don't know. I, I could see Mustafa Ali on the main roster. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. 
I'd prefer to see him on 205 Live. Tony Neese. There you go. Tony Neese. That's a good one. Um, Johnny Ireland. Yeah. War Raiders? What is a better name besides their original name? And should Ellering manage them? No, Ellering, I just want that guy to take some time off. Yeah. He's, you know, old. He's done a lot. Yeah. Let him enjoy his life. Better than War Raiders. Well, we were coming up with some synonyms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I liked War Engine. Oh, yeah, that was good. That's great. War Engine's like the best. Yeah, War Engine should have been the one. Yeah. Although, would we all have just super laughed at that because Engine is exactly the same as Machine? No. Because Raiders is far enough from Machine where it's like, okay, well, whatever. Like, I feel like I probably would have been like, oh, that's funny. Engine machine. What about battle battle engine? Battle engine. Then you're doing synonyms of both. Yeah, I would have laughed even more at that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. They just went to thesaurus.com and right, exactly. Got yeah. some good synonyms. Uh, the cat Daryl Takahashi power rank kayfabe reasons Cassius Ono has not been called up yet. You know what would have been cool if they just called him War. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Anyways, what now? Uh, kayfabe reasons Cassius Ono's not. Kayfabe. Uh. uh Regal went up to him and said, would you like to go to the main roster? And he goes, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he was just singing a song, and he realized that he just turned down a $100,000 raise. I know. <laughs> uh, broken Jacob Omega. Hey, friendos, will you guys fantasy book NXT through next year's mania? <laughs> Thanks. That seems like quite an endeavor. That's a big task, man. Well, there's only, there's what, five takeovers? Yeah. So yeah. next one's in Chicago in June. All right, so let's say, let's start from the end. Uh, at the at the Mania takeover, then well, I guess it'll be Brooklyn takeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alistair Black loses the NXT title to whom? Well, at that point, Gargano. Oh, you think Gargano's gonna be around for all the year? No, but it's you and I booking, so why not? Oh, all right, sure. It's you and I booking. All right. There's a lot of great people that I'd love to see Gargano with. Yeah, you know, feud against like Gargano versus the entirety of the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to see that? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. Yeah, that's all good stuff. Yeah, it's all good I'm gonna stuff. I'm going to say, no, let's say this. Uh, Alistair Black loses it to Adam Cole. Oh, a year from now? Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, so then uh, who would Alistair Black face at the respective takeovers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the one prior to that, uh, let's say he takes on, let's say the Undisputed Era thing lasts for two takeovers. So he takes on like Roderick Strong at the first one or at the one before that one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> before eventually Adam Cole, and then Adam Cole and Roderick Strong get out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And air breaks up. Uh, and then before the Roderick Strong one, Lars Sullivan gets his shot. All right. So that would have been sur- no. Yeah, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Yeah. So we need SummerSlam. We need SummerSlam. We need SummerSlam and Money in the Bank. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's push all those back. So we've got SummerSlam covered with Lars Sullivan. Then Roderick Strong, then Adam Cole. The last one is Velveteen Dream. Oh, yeah. The last one's got to be Velveteen Dream, which would bring us to Money in the Bank, which is the next one. It's Money in the Bank weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. In June, yeah. And that is going to be against... Oh, we already know that, so we're going to... I think... Do we? No, I don't think we do. We don't? No. Not with certainty, I don't think. The next guy that we both know about, do we know if there's a title match that already happens? Maybe. But between now and then? I think so. Okay. All right. They're going to have it. Okay. 
Anyways, we'll just skip the the, the money to make one. Okay. CM Punk finds it insulting. I think we can all agree that we need undisputed air at the Hardy compound. Power rank things you want ha- to happen for the undisputed deletion. Mm. Number one, uh, re-dragon fall into the lake of reincarnation and coming from the lake, out of the lake, as Dalton Castle's boys from PWG. I like it. I like That's that pretty that good, lot. actually. I like that a lot. I would like to see Rebby Hardy playing a tune on the piano while Kyle O'Reilly yeah. air guitars the good. piano music. That's good. I'm going to hear Rebby Hardy do uh, Undisputed Era's theme on the piano. Yes. That's, that's all I care about. And then they find like Maxwell's gym set outside and they cut a promo. Cut a promo, yeah. yes. Uh, the true king of Hoss, the mighty Quinn. Hey, friendo, so what are some NXT talent that you would like to see call up to 205 Live? Leo Rush. Leo Rush, Leo Rush, and Leo Rush. I'm not sure if I want to see Gargano in 205 Live or on main roster. For a spell, I said 205 Live, but I kind of want him on main roster. Um, Liam Wagner, did you see, or sorry, do you see Dan Matha, Tino Sabatelli, and Riddick Moss being a faction after the performance as Charlotte's Royal Guard? Um, so would they invite Dan Matha into their Royal Charlotte's he would, Royal he Guard? Would, he would, no, Dan Matha, those were the three members of. No, I know, but then, like, you know, for, for NXT, would they invite him into oh, their gotcha, faction? Okay. Yeah. Like, they'd be there, the collective three of theirs uh, Maserati, Suits. <laughs> Yeah. And so on. Exactly. Um, bronze Grappling Hook. Pick five superstars from any era of WWE to remake your intro. Who do you choose, and how would you like them to welcome the audience to going in raw? It would be Stone Cold. Stone Cold number one. Stone Cold number one. The Rock number two. It's really 1A, 1B. The Rock number two. CM Punk number three. Triple H. Triple H number four. And, I mean, Ric Flair, of course. Oh, yeah. That'd be Ric Flair. Yeah. Ric Flair was my favorite part of that uh, Andre stuff. Oh, yeah. He was cracking me up. He's such a child. It's amazing. <laughs> Trying to allude to. Yeah. He's got a 24-inch shoe. Or size 24. S- size 24 foot. Size 22 ring. I mean, yeah. come on. What more do I have to say? And he's so giddy when he's talking I about know. dicks. Tommy T. Hey, friendos. My question is, what are some things in wrestling history that people like to forget for example, people people really like to forget how important Vince Russo was to the Attitude Era. Yeah, with Vince Russo, it is kind of important to take the the good with all the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I think people, you know, I mean, Survivor Series '98 is like your favorite pay per view. It's <laughs> definitely one of mine. I mean, it's definitely it's probably top three in the Attitude Era. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he wrote a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I know. So a lot of the stuff that he did is, you know, uh, what are some people, what are some things, other things, though, that people like to forget? Because that's a good example. Um, I wonder if people really understand, because Meltzer will hammer this home, like, a lot whenever he talks about the Attitude Era and just how bad Stone Cold's heel turn was for ratings. That whole thing mm, just drove mm-hmm. people away mm-hmm. in droves. Um, so I think people kind of underestimate or don't really talk about that often, just how bad that heel turn affected the business. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, Nightcrawler, hey, guys. So my question is, what is the 205 Live Mania match for next year? He would like to see Buddy Murphy versus TJP because he thinks they have great chemistry. Oh, that'd be fun. 
What Leo Rush so... versus Buddy Murphy. Leo Rush. <laughs> so I really like the Buddy Murphy. I, I really like the Leo Rush aspect of that. Who else could there be? Neville. Leo Rush. Who's on 205 Live that I like? Yeah, Leo Rush versus Buddy Murphy is a really good answer. Uh, Friendo Club Hunter Rook. Looking back at Ember Moon's and Drew McIntyre's championship runs, where do you put them on the list of NXT women's and men's champions? Ember's is pretty low. They didn't really do a lot with her. She went from one person she couldn't beat to... Another person that she ended up not being able to beat. Right. I mean, she had how many title defenses? Three or four. Yeah. Not a lot. Uh, Drew McIntyre's is a lot of wasted potential. I mean, Ember Moon was sandwiched between two. I mean, I think Shayna's going to be pretty dominant. Asuka's obviously Asuka. So she was kind of sandwiched between two dominant runs. Yeah. Um, Drew was just unfortunate because I think Drew probably would have I don't know what the plan was. I don't know if they were just going to call him up. Yeah, I don't know either. Have Alistair Black beat? Well, no, because the plan was for almost to, to beat him, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't because he was injured. No, the injury happened during the, the final move right, of the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know, man. They probably were going to call up Drew. Um, I'm not Baron Corbin. Hey. First of all, I've been enjoying being part of the Friendo community so much that I just increased my pledge on Patreon despite nice. somewhat limited resources. So thank you for all the great content you put out. And thanks to all the other Friendos for making this a great place to be. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, man. There's, there's no need to do that. We just want you to have a good time. Yep. You know, we're doing good. Um, that out of the way, how prestigious do you see the North American title being down the line? It's off to a great start for sure. But are you worried it will become an afterthought mm -hmm. like the United Kingdom title? Or will it be like the Intercontinental title and serve as a proper mid-card belt? I it, think it's the latter. It, dude, it, no, man. It feels like a co-main event title. Could, yeah. It really, Especially like, with Adam Cole carrying it. Yeah. Like, it, it has a... They're making it feel very important. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see <coughs> what they do with it. It'd be interesting to see if they can make it comparable to the uh, IC title in New Japan. Or it is kind right, of 1A yeah, yeah, and 1B, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Larson's black cat stepfather. Hey, friendos, who by this time next year will be our NXT champions? So Ricochet, North American champion. And I'm going to say Velveteen Dream NXT champion. All right. And then women's champion, Candice LeRae. Could be. And then the tag champions will probably be War Raiders. Probably. If they haven't moved on already. Yeah. I could see War Raiders. I mean, if it's this literally this time next year, I could see them having had their run and already been called up. A year possible. is a long time. Yeah, it is. Um, so I could see that happening. I mean, Authors of Pain were around so long because they were developmental, but War Machine's ready to go. Yeah, they're pretty polished. So I'm going to say, if it's not War Raiders, I'm going to go with like the Street Profits. I think they're going to have a good another oh. year of developing. I'll probably say Street Profits. That's a good answer. That's a great answer. Street Profits, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream. But I don't know, Ricochet, that's a, a year away. I know, he can be brought He's going to be a North American champion. You know, he'll probably take it off Adam Cole. Let me refresh this, see if you have more questions now. Uh, True Bud Ryan, I was praying for it to be Neville to spoil Cedric's celebration. With the way 205 Live is booked now, do you think Neville regrets his decision? I'm going to say no, simply because... 
205 Live has been the way it is for a little while now, and Neville has not returned. Yeah. So I actually think that Neville probably doesn't regret his decision. He probably wants to be up on the main, main, main mm-hmm. roster. Funzo's Revenge. Hey, guys, who's the poor sucker who gets to be Shayna Baszler's first feud as champ? And how long will she have that title? Lacey Evans, they've been giving Lacey Evans a lot of mm-hmm. time on mm-hmm. TV. Granted, she just lost to Kyrie Sane. Oh, she's also a heel. Um, Dakota Kai, maybe? Could be. Could be Dakota Kai. Could be. Because they've, she like kicked her. Well, she, well, uh, Shayna or Dakota was the first uh, competitor that Shayna stomped on the arm. Oh, that's right. So there's a history there. There's a history there, but she also kind of just got destroyed by her, huh? So, I mean, they're not going to immediately put her in there with Kyrie Sane. No. There's another strong face. Nikki Cross. That'd be interesting while they figure out what they're going to do with Sanity. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised they didn't get brought up already. Braun ate my homework. You are both tasked with running 205 Live and are given full control over the roster and told by Triple H, make the best roster you can. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, be damned. Who do you take from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, outside WWE, and who is, like, the top guy? Okay. The best 205 Live roster, everything be damned. So money is no object. So you go out and you sign Will Ospreay. Contracts are no are no. You go option. and you throw all the money you can at Will Ospreay. You get Will Ospreay. You get Hiromu Takahashi. You get Takahashi and you get Marty Skrull. Yeah. So that you start there on the outside. Uh, you bring down Finn Balor. Uh-huh. Uh, you bring up Johnny Gargano from NXT. You bring up Johnny Gargano from NXT and you bring in Leo Rush and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And there you go. That's like the most hype wrestling. You move the show to a, a, its own venue, a 500-seat arena somewhere. No, I would say at that point you can afford to go like a 5,000-seat venue. Oh, okay. Um, you're also on uh, Fox, proper network. Yeah. Uh, what's a good night to run it? Thursday. Thursday nights. There you go. And you rename it Thunder. No, WCW, man. <laughs> That's so bad. That's such a terrible idea. No, it's a great idea. World Cruiserweight Wrestling. WCW. Wrestling Cruiserweight Wrestling. Wrestling Cruiserweight Wrestling. There you go. Perfect. All right. Is that our show today? That's our show today. All right. Let's see if I can do all this. Let's see. Hilton, can you get some music for us, please? Music, please, Hilton. Wait, Hilton's not here. Hey, he's right there. Look, you just hit the music button. No, you didn't. You did. Good job, Hilton. Way to do your job. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to leave your comments in the comment section. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.